welcome to the Retro Blood. You are all my children now. You want to know what happens to an eyeball when it gets splintered? You got any idea how much blood jets out of a guy's neck and his throat's been Whatever it is that gives the dead the appearance of life. Oh, it is not the appearance of life, it is life. This is not magic, as you say. I am a scientist. We'll tear your soul apart. Get me back! Get me back, Don't be afraid! No. Be afraid. Hi everybody, we are back on the Retro Blood, and we are still stuck in our nightmares. Still stuck. Still stuck in there. (laughs) But, never fear, this is the last nightmare we'll be having for a while, because we are finishing up the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, series review. Now of course, there's more Nightmare on Elm Street after this number 5 of dream baby glory uh but those take place in the 90s and we don't we don't know we don't uh we're not in the 90s yet we haven't reached that era of the 90s we're still stuck in the 80s all right still so, far off time still far off time so we got a lot to get into this episode besides uh babies and uh freddy uh background stories more and uh alice do, uh, doing her thing but uh we definitely got a lot a lot to talk about for this episode so uh before we get into it though i just want to let everybody know uh we have actually created a facebook page um it's actually a group page so anybody can join and on that facebook group page um we actually um um, show extras from the show so when me and uh, jay allison when we talk about like a song or we talking about like a particular music video maybe a wrestling match or anything we kind of go in detail about it we like you to go on the Facebook group page and actually check out the song so you can know what we're freaking talking about. So I thought that'd be kind of fun. And then also too, you know, you could post stuff on there, do some discussions about the show, do some discussions about whatever you want, any kind of horror stuff you like. And I'll be posting some videos that I've made uh, throughout the years and some newer videos that I do on my YouTube channel, The Makeshift Kings. So we got all that fun stuff happening there. But, uh... Uh, let's get into some of this uh, retro uh, metal and wrestling history. Well, there's some doozies going on here on August 11th, 1989. So, what a what a month. So, this is actually kind of different, too. Um, the last couple of Freddy's movies has been in November, but we got an August month. I think the last one was in uh, August as well, too. Because this one, the it was kind of like a rush production. For this one, so they wanted to get it because um, F- Freddie was really hot after number four, so they really wanted to get this movie pumping out in time. Um, but we got a couple things going on. So, with my metal history that I found, so there's this band, and I was gonna like talk to you about them, uh, Allison, because it's it's another glam band. 
okay? And <laughs> right. I was like, yeah. So, like I said, I'm like hit or miss with some of these glam bands. I like like just like the straight rocking glam band, you know, going crazy. But then, to me, you get the glam bands that are kind of like Aerosmith, which I know a lot of people probably like Aerosmith. I'm actually not a big fan of Aerosmith. Do you like Aerosmith, John? I do like Aerosmith. I mean, Aerosmith, I wouldn't consider a glam band. I mean, they were like a 70s rock band. They're like yeah. a Rolling Stones type band. But anyway. So have you ever heard of this band called uh, Tesla? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm actually a huge Tesla fan. You're a, okay, I'm not talking about the, the car, Tesla. Okay, I'm talking about the band. <laughs> 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 you like these guys? <laughs> Yeah, I'm a huge Tesla fan. I think Tesla's fantastic. Okay, so I was kind of new to him, and I was doing some research uh, because they they released their album, The Great Radio Controversy, during this time. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, kind of checking them out, and they have a couple of good songs off that album called like Love Song, uh, Heaven's Trail, you know, uh, The Way It Is and stuff. So I was okay. I never heard them before, and I was checking out this love song song on 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 the YouTube, and I was like, "These fucking guys sound like Aerosmith. Like, why the hell would I want to see some cover Aerosmith band?" They're, yeah, I would say they're definitely in that same hard rock lineage. Tesla yeah. is kind of like it's kind of similar to the conversation we had about Cinderella a couple of weeks ago or last week or whatever that was. Yeah, it was last week was it? Anyway, yep. so like you know they they kind of if they'd come out at a different time, I think they would have been much bigger than they were. But they kind of came around like right at the end of when hair and metal was big, and like all the Nirvana bands came out and killed them. Oh, I um, but I mean they're really I mean I think they're very very good. I mean it's hard rock and it does have that '80s sound to it. But I mean if you like like dual guitars and like you know like dual lead guitars and like you know kind of a Guns N' Roses type sound you know you'll probably like them um to me they sound kind of like i would consider them more of like a leonard skinner type band than i would like an aerosmith type band oh i got you just because of the two lead guitars i guess but i don't know yeah but yeah i I like tesla a lot it's really weird i never thought we'd have that conversation on here but yeah i'm a huge tesla fan yeah i mean because i said their uh their album dropped on august 11 1989 so not so you you can get yourself prepared for the the dream kid why uh dramming out to the great radio controversy and <laughs> get you going um, yes the great radio controversy yeah i was trying to do some more research about it but i don't know i just like that i just thought song was just wasn't doing it for me but then again you know i i'm kind of weird when it comes to bands like i first like if i don't like one of their songs that doesn't mean i'll definitely kill out the band i'll have to listen to a couple more and i might if i find at least one i like then i'm like okay the band's okay but I just wasn't digging that that love song that they have. I wasn't in love with their love song. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, you know, it's a it's a love or hate kind of thing, I guess. But I don't know. It's just one of those like ballad songs. Everybody yeah. had to have a ballad, you know, to be to get you know the girls to buy your records, I guess, or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I'm that makes sense. A, we'll probably get a lot of hate for that, but yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. That's what you um, got to do. Right. So, um, but I mean, okay. I think uh, Mechanical Re- or uh, Great Radio Controversy is probably their best album. Nice. So if you didn't like that one, you probably won't like any of them. But the next one was really good too. The uh, what is it called? Um, Psychotic Supper. Okay. But but we probably don't need to talk about Tesla all night though. Yeah. 
Yeah, because we got some we got some two other uh, great bands that happened during this time. So another one. So there was a uh, Freddie Five soundtrack that came out, and one of the title hits of this studies soundtrack was "Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter" by Bruce Dickinson. What do you think I about hate that? you? I, I hate I hate you. Um, so why do you hate okay. it? Hey, okay, I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I found, and then you can tell you tell me first. Go go ahead first. What are you gonna say? All right, so I was actually going to bring this up too. Yeah. Um, maybe when we talked about the movie, but I absolutely hate the song. Okay. Like I hate the song with an absolute <laughs> burning passion. Not because the song is just shitty. Yeah. And it is shitty. Yeah. But it's because it it basically ruined Iron Maiden for everybody. Yeah. Um. So even though it's not an Iron Maiden song. It's a Bruce Dickinson solo song, which I guess was written for this movie. Yeah, it was on Iron the Maiden soundtrack. Yeah. Thought it was so fantastic that uh, that they re-recorded it for their album that came out the next year. Yep. So, which <laughs> so in 1990 that was like and released it as a single. I think I'm pretty sure it was the single from the album. And then, like for a long time, and probably even now, like a lot of people are like. If I mention Iron Maiden, they're like, "Oh, that bring your daughter to the slaughter song," and I'm like, "That's that's the like literally the worst song they ever recorded." Now, is that like a common thing? That's kind of new to me. So when I was doing my research on it, I at first I, I typed in that song, and it was, and I I found I watched the Iron uh, Maiden vi- video to it, but then when I looked it up, it was made by the Bruce Dickinson. I was like, well, "That's weird. Why is the main singer solo band? Why?" He's transferring his song into his main band. I don't think I've ever yeah. seen. I don't think I've seen an artist do that before. No, that's really. It was really weird. I don't. I don't understand it. Like, it was like right when Iron Maiden was starting to lose their way. Like, Bruce Dickinson was about to quit. I think he made two more albums with Iron Maiden before he quit. Um, but uh, um, Adrian Smith was out already. And they honestly, they may not even have had enough songs. Like with with Adrian Smith not writing songs, they may not even have had enough for a whole album. Yeah. So they may have recorded this, but I don't know. I think it's really weird, especially on a song that's so shitty. Yeah. <laughs> Bring your daughter <laughs> like, to the slaughter. <laughs> right. It's just. I mean, like, it, it's just. I mean, I cannot emphasize how shitty this song is. Uh, yeah, it's 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 very weird because it's like, this is a Freddie song, I guess. Like. I guess they kind of brought their daughter to the slaughter. I was kind of like figuring out if it was like made to be for like this movie or not or something. <laughs> but it was weird though when I watched like the video on it. Uh, I think it was like some live video. So I saw Iron Maiden play the video. Then I went back and I saw this Bruce Dickinson play the video. And was it the same singer that did both? Right. Uh. Well, yeah. Okay. Bruce Dickinson was was a singer for Iron Maiden. Okay. But like it was weird because when I watched the Iron Maiden video and him singing it, he was like way more into it, like way more, like it was like way more heavier than when I saw him doing it as a solo. So I guess like he pumped it up the energy or something. Maybe uh, yeah. It was Maybe just a little bit. I'll I'll put, I'll put both videos on uh, the YouTube channel. That's why I like to have the group page. I put right. both of them on the group page so you guys can kind of check out what I'm talking about because the one I saw is when Iron Maiden did it in the 90s and I thought it was a really good performance that they did. You know, the song is like not my favorite song either, but it was like, okay, I got to research it. But then when I watched the actual uh, one he did on the solo video, I didn't think it was as good. It wasn't as passionate. It just like, he seemed like he didn't care about it. But I'll play both of them. But yeah, that's a, I thought that'd be very, very interesting topic to bring up during that. Um 
So also during this time, uh, which is something I texted you about before, because I really, really, really like this album. So, so we, sometimes when we're on here, we talk about like we put ourselves in to this, you know, era, into this time frame. And August 11, 1989, James Klein would have been like a die-hard fan of King Diamond. Like, yeah, no. It, it's like it, when I watched this video. So this video, so basically, his conspiracy album came out. Uh, it came out actually it came out a little bit after this movie, but it was still in the same kind of month, uh, August twenty fourth, nineteen eighty nine. But the video he did for that Sleepless Nights is like a freaking awesome video. I mean, it has like everything in that video. It's crazy. It has like old school horror. Uh, they're like singing in the graveyard and stuff. We got this little background uh, going on, and it's just like very, very. Uh, just very like gothic for the time. I thought it was like a really cool, really cool video and a really good song as well too. Yeah, I mean, um, um, King. Speaking of, uh, you know, these uh, time crunches on these movies, King Diamond yeah. was really pumping them out at that time too. Like he'd release yeah. an album every single year. Um, I think we've talked about him in every episode because he's yeah. released at least an album every year that we've been talking. About. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Not only did he release an album, but like, yeah, like doing tours or doing something during like pretty much every year. Like he's popping these things out like crazy. And this is before he had his like famous makeup too. Um, you know, with the makeup that he used most of throughout his time was just the white face paint with like the crosses coming down his cheek. This one was just kind of like that like messy uh like just like kind of like a road warrior looking paint on his face right so definitely something i probably had to post that video too because it was definitely one of my favorite uh videos and i'd be freaking i'd be rocking this all the way to the to the dream uh gothic um uh, hospital that they had in uh <laughs> nightmare five which we'll get into um but there was also some other stuff going around this time too we also had some pro wrestling going on around this time. And there wasn't like a whole lot. I mean, obviously, August is like one of the biggest months for summer slams and stuff. But I wanted to find something like actually happened like on this date where the movie got released. So what I found was it was a NWA WCW uh, taping from August 11th, 1989. They were in the Pittsburgh Civic Arena during this time. And boy... Um, if we were living in Pittsburgh, this definitely was a fun card. Like I could definitely see, I could be like, Hey, Jay Allison, I need you to get up the Trans Am because we're driving to Pittsburgh. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> check out this card. <clears throat> so we have John's favorite tag team, the Ding Dongs. All right. Greg, <laughs> Greg Evans and Richard, uh, Sarton. They defeated Lee Scott and Al Green. Do you know anything about any of these guys at all? Uh, I, can't, I don't think so. The only one I know is Al Green. Apparently, he used to be, I think he was uh, Kevin Nash's first uh, tag team partner. So, okay. But the, the Ding Dongs. There you go. The, yeah. <laughs> the, the, and that was a WCW show? Yeah, this is the NWA WCW. Because that sounds like a, uh, that definitely sounds like a Vince McMahon uh, creation. Yes. Maybe, well, this is like probably when they're like almost going to be transferring into the WCW. Like, this is like, because didn't they transfer to WCW like around like 1990 or something like that? Like 1991 yeah, was, yeah, or something? It was like, it was, uh, yeah, it was like 80, 88 is maybe when 
when they were sold and like so 89 90 would have been like right when they were starting to become the wcw that we know uh so next we have ron simmons uh he defeated curtis thompson so obviously we know who Ron Simmons is, you know. That during this time though, Ron Simmons was definitely like a, he was like I think he's already been the champion during this time, but they probably started pushes like push down a little bit. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Was he already the world champion at this point or or he already had been, but now he was yeah, not th- anymore. Yeah, I think he already had been and they were kind of like pushing him down a little bit during this time. Cuz I think he won around like 87, but I could be wrong. I actually no 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 no. I think he won. Uh, sorry, I think he won um, when WCW was like WCW in the nineties. But I, to be honest, I can't remember right now. But we have we have Brian Pillman. He defeated Norman the the lunatic. Okay. We have my main man, Sid Vicious, defeated Ranger Ro- Ranger Ross. You got any good Sid Vicious stories? Uh, just the one where, just the one where he broke his leg. Yep. And one of the most <laughs> horrific uh, live sports injuries I've probably ever seen. Yeah, that's for sure. And then, yeah, when he, yeah, when he broke his leg in two, and then the match didn't stop for like two more minutes. So the Sid Vicious of this era, I remember finally. This dude was gigantic. He looked like fucking Frankenstein. All right, this motherfucker was humongous during this time. And uh, he basically just came out there and just choked sand people and kicked their butt. It was crazy. And screamed a lot. And screamed a lot. Yes, he got a stream. I think this might have been before he joined the Horsemen, too. Uh, so, also on this car, we had the Steiner Brothers. Of course, Rick and Scott Steiner, one of my all-time favorite tag team. Uh, defeated the New Zealand militia. Uh, Jack, <laughs> you like this thing. Jack Victory <laughs> and Rip Morgan. <laughs> so okay so let's stop for a second um jack victory so i am uh i am pretty familiar with jack victory from when he was in ecw yeah um and he was actually um he was on something recently he wrestled recently he's got a guy he's got to be in the 60s but he wrestled recently but um jack victory was he actually from new zealand I don't know. I mean, he he might have been most of the time. You you can never know if these guys are from there or not. Like uh, you know, sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. But I'm, I don't that know. was not that that was not who I thought you were going to tell me was going to be in that uh, in that tag. <laughs> but uh, maybe maybe yeah, they they, they put him on victory. some sort of gimmick. <laughs> I just love the name Jack Victory. Like if there's more of an '80s name than that, like a pro wrestling '80s name than that, <laughs> it's almost as. Like, why don't they just go as Jack Victory and Rip Morgan? That's like that's a better name than the name that they have. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, like I don't even understand. No, he's not. He's from uh, Atlantic City. I, I, I'm not really. Maybe sure. his maybe his background was from New Zealand. There you go. I mean, maybe is Rip Morgan from New Zealand? I'm not even. He probably doesn't have a wiki page, but <laughs> I, I mean, like I'm trying to figure this. I'm trying to understand this. Like, why? Why? Like, what? None of that makes any sense. Not, not not that they're not from New Zealand. It's just that the New Zealand militia is that what they're called? Yeah, the new like the New Zealand militia. Like, is that a thing? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. No offense to anybody from New Zealand, but I mean, that's not what I would think of when I would think of like. Well, maybe some of the popular names in New Zealand is Morgan and Jack Victory. 
I don't know, maybe. Maybe Victory is a very common New Zealand surname. Yes. But, you know, when I think of, like, the Samoan SWAT team, I mean, that sounds badass. Yes. The New Zealand militia just, you know, it's kind of like the Mounties. Like, the Mounties just doesn't sound like a, a team that would be, you know, a threat. Well, maybe in uh, Canadian Championship Wrestling, they would, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Did uh, did the New Zealand militia win? Uh, so let's see. Uh, no, the Steiner brothers beat them. Uh, of course. <laughs> they probably murder. They probably like kicked their ass too. That's probably like a two-minute match, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably. So here's when we get into the meat of the show. Um, we have a this this I would love to see this match live because these guys like tore up the house each time. The Great Muda fought Sting to a time-limited draw. So that definitely is it. I ever seen like a Great Muda versus Sting match? Those things were always awesome. Yeah, I've always wanted to see the Great Muda in person, but I've never gotten a chance to. And I think my time on that's running short. But yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen many Muda Sting matches, and they're all fantastic. Yeah, I think uh, Muda still he he still wrestles every once in a while. I think he around. does. Yeah, he yeah. he wrestled not too long ago. He came to America not too long ago. Do you think? Um, uh, do you think after their their fight of the Great Mood and Sting, do you think they were rushing to go see uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Five? Uh, something tells me they weren't, but <laughs> that's just me going out on the limb there, though. I mean, you know, they got both got face paint on. You know, they got <laughs> they might have kids. You never know. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe they rushed right out to go see Nightmare on Elm Street instead of going to the bar or something. Yeah. So, so speaking of the guy who. Uh, Probably didn't go too many bars. We got our boy Lex Luger. He defeated another great 80s name, Tommy Rich. To Tommy Rich. Tommy Rich to retain the NWA United States Heavyweight Championship. And of course, this was the uh, Lex Luger era during this time. This guy was also another 80s. Well, I have to tell you, if I was working out during the 80s, I would definitely like to look like Lex Luger. That's for sure. Yeah, I would have pulled for Tommy Rich in this. Wildfire Tommy Rich, he was a hell of a wrestler. That guy was fantastic. Yeah, so probably during this time, like these, um, this is probably when they're giving Lex Luger a lot of good workers to work with to kind of make him look really good and kind of like help him teach him during this time. Um, so also, too, we have a, another great match, another great team, another great legendary 80s team as well. We have the Road Warriors, Animal and Hawk, with Polly Ring. They defeated... Speak of the Devils, the Samoan SWAT team, Fat Two and Samu in a steel cage wow. match. And which one of those guys became Rikishi? I think it was Fat Two. Yeah, Fat Two. Yeah, Fat Two is Rikishi, I believe. Yes. Yeah, and it's pretty crazy because I didn't even realize that the Samoan SWAT team uh, was even in WCW. I thought they were just all over in the WWF during this time, but. That's what this report's telling me right here. So that's that's definitely be an awesome match to watch, because um, you know those, those four can definitely go. And it was a steel cage match too, so you can't beat that. Yeah, I was originally gonna say, well, why didn't they just have the Steiners and the Road Warriors in a match together? But now I see why, because I'm sure that SWAT team tore the house down with uh, the Road yeah. Warriors. Like I'm saying, this episode was on. Like once you get once you get past like the. The Sid Vicious match, probably. Well, actually, no. Brian Brian Pillman was a great. They have a lot of great wrestlers on this card. Like, 
they, they some of them were facing a bunch of drummer, jobber teams and stuff but this is definitely like a really solid card so far and then check out this main event like this picture it we got the we got the uh we got the bruce dickinson track uh <laughs> playing in the car we're driving up the the Pittsburgh civic arena it's august 11 1989 we uh either are gonna watch freddy after the after the match or we're gonna watch him before and we're about to see one of the greatest wrestling matches that we can find during this area it's gonna be this this this, this is definitely would have been worth it rick flair defeated Terry Funk in a Texas death match to retain the NWA <laughs> World Heavyweight Champion on this date. Can you imagine watching that was show? This, was this a house show or was this on television? I, this might have been on... this. I think this is on television. So my report's not giving me right, but I'm pretty sure this might have been on television. But if it wasn't, it was definitely like... It doesn't say it's a pay-per-view or anything, but it was wow. definitely like something that's... It was highly promoted and definitely worth the time because I remember Ric Flair um, having a, a, a bunch of different matches with Terry Funk during this yeah. era. Coming out of the three trilogy or the trilogy of matches with uh, uh, Steamboat. Exactly. Because remember those trilogy matches were earlier in this year, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. But, yep. um, but wow, yeah, that would have. I wonder if the network has that, or I guess Pe- Peacock now. Yeah. But I wonder if they have that somewhere. Yeah, so, yeah, I was going to try to research that part, too. I just kind of stressed for time. But I'm pretty sure it is an episode of NWA, WCW. Like I said, it, I'm not sure if it was, like, a pay-per-view or one of those Clash of the Champions or just a really, really good, famous house show. Because most of their TV tapings were just, like, in the studio. And yeah, it was just, yeah. like, maybe you, you might see, like, one or two really good matches and awkward matches. But this one, like, this one definitely is... Because during this era... The biggest thing was the house shows and the arenas selling out the arenas every night. So they would they would put a lot of like jobber matches on the TV shows, but then in the arenas and the and then the big shows they would do like the the mega cards like we saw right over here. Because this is definitely like a pay per view level um, card right over here. Yeah. What date did you say that was? So the date was August 11, nineteen eighty nine. So it's this very day. Yep. The same day Which the movie was what, released. A Friday. Uh. Uh, I think it was on a Friday, yeah. I don't know. That's really strange. That's a really weird. I mean, that could have very well been a house match, but um, yeah, because you know during the, during this time, like they, you know, during this time they didn't they didn't like film everything, but they would film like parts of the shows, and then you know Ric Flair and Terry Funk probably like did like a hundred matches together besides like just doing three in a row. You know, they probably did a bunch of different shows at the house shows during this whole time. Um, to prepare for the big show that they actually put on tape. So that's probably what when this card could have been. They could have been Ric Flair versus Terry Funk in a Texas death match. But, you know, they could do like the Texas death match like three or four times, you know, during the whole couple months to get to the big televised death match. Yeah, so. well, right. So are you watching this? Like, you're, are you reading this off the OSW Review website? Yeah. Yeah, that's where I looked to. I was gonna see if it was televised, but it, I mean, it was thirty. You know, it doesn't say. It says it was a house show, and it's a Friday, so it probably was. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like it's a, you know, it's not a Monday or it's not a Saturday night. Yeah. Um, probably just a really and, hot house show. The TV taping wasn't until August the fourteenth. So, yeah, really weird. Um, that would have been a hell of a show to be at. Though. 
So what you're telling me, Allison, is if we only had $30 in our pocket and we had this show or Nightmare 5, uh, I'm pretty sure we would pick this show. <laughs> well, for one thing, back then we could have done both things for $30. That's true. For sure. I mean, that that uh, I mean, movie tickets were probably like five bucks, I'm guessing, five or six bucks. Yeah. And then maybe, and then, you know, uh, that that house show was probably $10, $15. That's true. At the most, maybe less. So we could probably have done more, but we, and we it wouldn't have been likely that we would have had $30. We probably had more like $20. Yeah. <laughs> and we might have had to choose, but, yeah. you know. Plus, the Trans Am takes a lot of gas. It does. consider that, too. That thing, that thing definitely does. Yeah. All right. And, and it's, then it gets uh, about three miles a gallon. Pittsburgh from over here might be a little uh, far away, too, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, definitely a, a fun month so far. I mean, we got like a really cool King Diamond uh, record drop and a really fun wrestling show going on there as well, too. Now, it's time to get into Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Yep. Dreaming of the Child. Mm-hmm. What'd you, so yeah. we'll do some overview of this movie, but... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some... <laughs> There's some fun stuff about this this movie. Now, uh, when I was doing some of my research on it too, um, a very funny thing about this movie, which I'm gonna revert back to um, the documentary that they did on Nightmare on Elm Street, um, Never Sleep Again. During this particular section, uh, this movie was kind of like they wanted to do it out on a whim because Freddy was really popular at the time. So the last movie, the the um, the Dream Master was one of the highest grossing Freddy films pretty much of all time during that during that period. And Freddy became really hot. You know, they created like a TV show of Freddy. He was just all over the news and everything. So they wanted to pump out a movie quick. So this movie had like, they were making this movie and not even done with the script. Like if this movie was basically Monday Night Raw right now, you know what I mean? They just go right. and they shoot things and see what happens. And they just make it up as they go along. <laughs> they make it up as they go so we have some returning char- characters over here. Um, we have our our storyline girl, girl Alice. She is back. Alice with Dan. So those Dan. two are back from the Dream Master, and it's really weird. Like I was kind of thinking about this. Like it's really weird how we went from okay, we went from Nancy to we're not really going to count number two. We went from Nancy to to um Christ- Kristen, and then Kristen to Alice. It's just like <laughs> passing on the torch. We're going to keep passing on this torch. Um, but yeah, this movie is definitely something. Um, but we'll get into it. Uh, so a couple of this, the beginning scene, basically these people making love to make it look like, okay, we got some artsy stuff going on. We got to, but this, this is all about like a, like a baby. The movie is all about like this magical baby. So we're getting some hints on that. Um, this part I thought was pretty cool, where Alice is now into the shower, and she's starting to get some more, like, dream, like, like I said, like, you can, you can kind of tell when you're in a Freddy's dream, but it's kind of like you're just day walking, like, you're, you're, you're in the, yeah. you're in the, you're in the dream, and stuff just happens, like, so the shower's starting to go out, she sees, like, some hands through the drain and stuff, and it's about to, like, um, blow up, and then she basically falls into this dungeon area, uh, which is like the hospital. She she got into the hospital now, and she 
pretty much butt naked walking through this uh, dungeon-looking hospital. Mm-hmm. So this is to show that she somehow has gotten into Freddy's dream. Did you get that while you're watching it or no? Well, we, this is a recurring discussion that we've had, but yeah. I, I still feel like it's really hard to tell when you're in the dream and when you're not. But yeah, I figured like once the shower started filling up with uh, um, poop or whatever that was, was coming out of the drain, yes. you know, the water starts turning brown or whatever. And then she falls through into the thing. And I was like, okay, well she's in like the dream world now. Yes. So I but first, she's, isn't she the dream master though? Yes. So, so no, she can control that kind of. So what the dream master is, you can, yeah, you can control dreams and you also can, go into everybody else's dream as well. Right. So at the, at the, when I was watching, I was like, okay, she's in like this random dungeon. We're not, because usually when you go into like a Freddy thing, you go back to Freddy's house or like that house that he like tortured Nancy in, that his glove was right. in. But this right. was like, this is like the hospital. So now, she, now she's like watching uh, basically how Freddy was made. <laughs> in a way. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we see like all these inmates just like... Like walking around, we see uh, these two guys. Like, hey, they were like these two. Like, uh, I guess they were like guards or like nurses or something. They were just counting everybody by hand. It's like, yeah, we got one of them, two. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. They're just like, yeah, I think we counted him. Yeah, there's there's a thousand of them, whatever. And then then, then uh, Sister Mary's back. Remember her from Dreamland? She's back now. Yeah. She's back. Amanda Kruger. And she's and we see a young version of her. And she's all like, hey, I'm in this dungeon, guys. I don't really know how I... We didn't get to explain how she got there. Like, was she supposed to be part of the counting, too? <laughs> like, and she's like, oh, they left me here. Oh, crap. And then we see, like... Did you see Robert Engel's face during this whole thing? I did. I, I saw that. Yeah. Like, it, it was like, like a, not really a close. Well, it was a close up, but it was like from the side. Like, yeah. like he was supposed to be um, foreshadowing or something. Yes, he was supposed like, to like be. He's, he's he's the lucky sperm that got into her to make right, Freddie. Right, exactly. I, I guess the, maybe at this time you wouldn't. Maybe Robert England's face isn't as famous as it, as it is now, but. You know, but it was when I saw that I was like, "Gee, I wonder what that's alluding to." Yeah, exactly. My 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 here here's my thinking because when I try to watch movies, I try to like think, how is this all connected? So in the Dream Warriors, we knew we remember Sister Mary telling um, telling her backstory of how she she got Freddie. She got raped by all these inmates, and all the inmates evil and craziness and, and all you know devilness came into be freddy and that's how freddy was born but this movie basically shows all the inmates and they're grabbing her and stuff but all the inmates the little spermies couldn't do anything but our boy robert england spermie is is the one that made freddy that so he one, yeah. he must have been somehow they all morphed into his thing to make freddy and then we got the freddy baby <laughs> so yeah i don't know if anybody knows what i'm talking about but <laughs> anyway so this is do is when she was going over we find that you know basically we're getting more backstory on freddy and and this is when we get the uh hold on this is when we get uh we you know she, amanda who gets left behind 
And they all grab her. And then, of course, Alice, she wakes up now. So she's waking up from her little dream. And this is when we see, um, she checks the shower, whatever. So now we're at the Springwood High. And this is when we meet everybody now. So they're all graduating. So, and I want to bring this point up to you, to John. So our girl Alice, you know, in number four, she, Dan was there, but we also had some other friends that she had. You know, she had like the girl who worked out a lot. She had that nerdy friend. And Freddie killed all her friends, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you do in number five? Oh, fuck it. You just make new friends and you don't you make new friends. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Yeah. We're, we're not going to, we're, we're not Nancy. We don't go on some sort of crusade to try to help kids who are going through the same uh, problem uh, as we do, or we don't uh, get locked up into a sane asylum. No, we just uh, forget like it happened and we make new friends and we're perfectly fine until weird dreams like this come up again. So I thought that part was crazy. So obviously her and Dan now have a relationship. And this is when we meet the characters of the movie. We meet... We meet Mark. Mark, yes. And if that name isn't true to form, I don't know what it is. Because he definitely was a Mark. He's a comic book loving uh, nerdy guy. Alright? Well, kind of, yeah. Kind of. He's like the... I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he's not like, he's not your stereotypical nerd, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no. He's kind of like just like a, I guess he would be like more like a sarcastic type of nerd, something like that. I don't know. Uh, but then we had Deborah, which is the model of the group. And we had the other character, if I say her name right, Yvonne. And she was a swimmer slash nurse during this whole film. So, we kind of meet everybody. Uh, we kind of meet everybody's parents too. Um, Deborah's mom is a very like, kind of like one of those show show girl moms. She wants her daughter to be the top model, the top actress. She pushes her to do all that. Um, Dan's dad, you know, he's kind of like, hey, son, get into sports. Why are you not doing sports things? And of course, Alice's dad, we met him from the last movie which he is very protective of Alice because that's the only kid he has because his other kid got killed by Freddy's magical glove. Right. Yes. So during all this stuff, they're just, uh, they're kinda, there's always a party going on, so we're, they're all getting ready for a pool party. Yvonne's uh, school pool party area during this whole time. And this is when Alice is bringing up, like, hey, you know, Freddy's back. And, of course, every time... <laughs> Every character in this movie, hey, Freddy's coming. Oh, that's 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 gibberish. That stuff didn't happen. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Dan, yep. you, you could tell Dan was a little bit more like uh, curious about it, but like she, like definitely, like everybody else is like, ah, he's just a made up thing. I mean, does Dan not remember like what happened in the last movie? Well, he did, but like he was just like, hey, we beat him. You could control him. Like so, basically, during this time, Alice has the power to kind of like control freddy in a way but because of what's happening freddy is not he's going like uh past alice he's not using alice has a has his uh connection he's using something that's uh forming in alice during this time yes so but we find should we talk about that we won't find that out for a little bit right 
Uh, I mean, it's kind of weird how you found it on I me. Mean, it's coming up kind of. It's like I, I we might as well just talk about it now because you know this is the retro, but we're just telling like we just saw the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, like we just saw it. Yeah, we just saw like basically like what was it Dan's kid or Freddie's kid? I couldn't really tell. Like who pumped that shit in there? Like or was it Dan's kid that didn't Freddie just like magically formed into him or something? Well, no, I think it's Dan's kid. But so Alice is pregnant with Dan's kid. Or a kid of some kind. Yeah. The dream child, if you will. Jacob. Yes, Jacob, yes. And, um, uh, yeah, and then, like, so Dan doesn't even... <laughs> Dan doesn't even realize that he has a kid. Because when uh, the shit's going down with Alice and getting attacked by Freddy, um, <laughs> uh, he is just, like... The, actually, his death scene was probably, like, one of my favorite death scenes during this thing. Yeah, which came really early ago. So also during this time, we do get a lot of those Freddy kids doing their little lullaby. Because every time, so I always thought that was pretty cool. Like you can tell Freddy is forming when you see his little kids doing their lullaby. You know, seven or eight, better stay awake. Nine, ten, he's back again. Um. So mm-hmm. this is also too. So Alice is in another dream and. <laughs> We get a lot of the we get a, little, a lot of Amanda Kruger in this film. And did you see what the hospital looked like, John? Have you seen Game of Thrones before? I have seen Game of Thrones, yes. So this this freaking uh, hospital where Freddy and the inmates were at, it looked just like Dragonstone. <laughs> to me, it did. Okay, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even make that connection. But all right. Well, so, did it not impressive. look like some Lord of the Rings castle? Did you see this damn? Oh thing? no, it did for sure. Yeah, it did, it did for sure. It did look like it was like from a fantasy story or something. I know, and I I was just like so shocked seeing this in a Freddy film, like some sort of like magical mystical castle. I was like, because like in the third movie, it was just like a little hall that was blocked off. <laughs> right. So, and this is when we get um, this is when we get Freddy's coming back. So this is when we get Alice is going to this whole creepy hospital. We've, we eventually see uh, Amanda Kruger giving birth to Freddy, and we get the Freddy demon baby fetus. And he yes. goes back into where Freddy died, which was at that, that like, um, what do you call it? The, the religious room where they fought on the, on the fourth movie, and Freddy, like, jumped into his sweater, and then the whole room, like, bounced up, and then he burst through the window, and he's back now. Freddy's back now. And then this is when we get a scene of Amanda Kruger confronting Freddy, saying, like, I got to control your evil and all this stuff. And Freddy's like, you ain't going to get me, bitch, this time. So we have a couple couple things happening. We have Amanda Kruger back, and she's trying to stop Freddy. We have Alice trying to stop Freddy, but Freddy is using this source that we're not sure about what it is yet to to get back to life. So... And then during this time, this is when we get uh, Dan. And he's hanging out with all his groups. You know, Mark, Deborah, and all of them. And Alice calls him up. Freddy's back. Dan's like, oh, shit. And then he leaves. And this is when we get the, the Dan scene. What did you think about the whole Dan uh, death scenes that we got during this time? You know, it wasn't terrible. Maybe, I did like you know, the motorcycle um, looking like yeah. some sort of like 80s like robot going yeah, on. Yeah, like the way... The way he did all the scary stuff to, like, I guess to frighten Dan or whatever, to turn him into like a, 
I don't know. I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but like to make him scared of everything, that was kind of cool. It was, it was like real like uh, hallucinogenic. That's the word I'm looking for. Like it was everything was like he was like hallucinating kind of. It was awesome. Yep. And also too, like when he actually formed Dan into that bike, because the, what happened was, you know, when he was driving the truck and then Freddie was coming out of the tape recorder, uh, the 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 8-track, the good old 8-tracks. <laughs> and then he, he was doing that, making him have a real... Uh, Lucidogenics, and then Dan thought he woke up, but then he went onto the bike to get to get to where Alice is at, and then that's when the bike took control of him. And then at one point, I swear he looked like Darth Vader without the mask on. I was like, <laughs> "That's pretty crazy." Wow. Yeah. Uh. So this. So eventually, a big crash happens, and Dan is gone. So there goes our Dan character. He is finally kaput. And during this time, like, um. You know, obviously, Al is all upset and everything, and she's at the hospital. And this is when we find out that Yvonne works at the hospital as a nurse, and she tells, you know, Allison that Dan's dead. Alice didn't want to believe it because she thought she was dreaming. And then eventually, the doctor tells Alice that, "Hey, you have a child now." And then you see her parents, like Dan's parents, and all of them just look so like, "How dare you get a child?" So, yeah, but. So, yeah, so, so Yvonne works at the hospital, yes. but she's also in high school. Yes. So she I so here's what I'm guessing. She's a athletic swimmer and yeah. then for her internship maybe she's a nurse? I don't know do high school students intern as nurses? Maybe. Well, no, no, maybe she just is, graduated. Is a nurse intern a real thing? I don't even know. But um, I think I mean, she just graduated. She works, maybe I, I know she works there, and then she she runs the ultrasound machine. So I I don't know. I find this whole thing really weird. It's almost like they just stuck her in there because well, we need a plot device to be able <laughs> to do these things in the hospital. So let's make Yvonne work there. Uh, John, you know they were making this shit up as they go. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, I like I feel like just, I, I, I feel like they didn't have a script. I feel like that's kind of like with us. Like we just like fucking. Sometimes we just gotta go. We just gotta make this shit up as we go. Okay. That's <laughs> we, true. That's gotta, true. I gotta figure out these freaking plot holes somewhere in this fucking thing. Okay. <laughs> we'll right. get there somehow. Yep. Yeah. We'll get there somehow. Okay. So this is also too when we meet Jacob. Uh, J- this kid just randomly appears in front of Alice, uh, talking all this creepy stuff. Um, and then he later he goes on and says he's sorry about Dan. Um, and then, uh, you know, oh, and then after that, after we meet this kid, we get a really weird scene with I think it was Deborah, like she just had a bunch of like dolls around her house or her bedroom. Did you see that? Yeah, that was really weird. I was like, okay, so this girl is some sort of model. Or that her mom is making her be some sort of beauty pageant model, and then did her mom want her to have a bunch of creepy dolls around her house or something? <laughs> so maybe I don't know. Maybe, but I I think I think they just put that in there so they can make a really crazy scene later on. <laughs> they 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 made they put that in there to turn her into a doll later on, pretty much. Right. So Alice is talking to Yvonne about a little boy and saying if there's some sort of kids board. And she's like, no, we don't have any kids board in here. So we're seeing that this kid is a ghostly kid now. He's a ghostly figure yeah. kid going on. And this is, of course, this is when we get the 
uh, <laughs> in every Freddy movie, we have to remind the audience about the background of Freddy like we never seen this fucking movie before. Okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> so now Alice is telling Mark... Deborah and Yvonne all about Freddy's backstory, who Freddy is. I'm just like, oh, fuck. We heard this, like, fucking every episode, okay? Maybe if we didn't fucking kill everybody all the time, which I get why you have to, but fucking, damn it, every time. Every time, yeah, we got to get this straight, because who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe this, maybe the Nightmare on Street 5 was the first Nightmare on Street movie you ever saw. Yes, exactly. So we got to explain who gotta Freddy explain is everything. every single time. You know, it kind of reminds me of those shows, like, um, did you see the new It? Like the It Chapter 2? Or It? Yeah. So, yeah, that, so. so the movie was good, right? But like mm-hmm. they kept bringing back scenes from the first movie. You know what I mean? Or like kept... I hate when movies do that. You know what I mean? I don't... Like Freddie didn't necessarily do that in his movies, but bringing up the same plot points all the time, granted that they're... they're that I, I get why they're doing it. It's just kind of like, man, like, you know, it's kind of like I watched this before. Like, why are you giving me this backstory? But I get it. It's to introduce all the new characters and all that stuff, and maybe it's just me. But anyway, she's telling the, all of them about it, and they're all blowing her off. Like, Mark's blowing her off, Deborah's blowing her off, Yvonne's really blowing her off. She's getting pissed about it. And she says, like, they're... Um, you know, that's the reason Dan died was because of Freddie. But they're like, no, Dan, like, his dad pissed him off. That's why he committed. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. He's like, <laughs> because they found, like, a bottle of, like, um, liquor or a bottle of mm-hmm. wine or something in Dan's thing. So they thought he drank too much and killed himself. And, yeah. and then the, that's what the parents think, as everybody thinks. And then Alice is like, no, Freddie killed him. And they're like, no, no, crazy bitch. And he drank too much. He was His dad was pissing him off. But they're like, no, that bottle was for me. We were supposed to go to Paris together. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay, he was supposed to go to Paris together. Yes. Yeah. So, let's see. So this is when we get a touching scene of Alice. She's crying in the kitchen. Dad says like he's not disappointed in her for having a kid. So we're showing basically the the whole part of this movie is to show like teen pregnancy. You know, teen how a teen goes through like you know being pregnant at this time and stuff. And you know, should she get the abortion or not? So that was kind of like one of the underlying hints of this movie during this time. And that was well known from the one of the producers uh, who wanted this to be in part of the film. So I thought it was kind of, you know, creative with the whole baby thing. Um, okay, so now we're at the fancy dinner scene. So we have Deborah, which I... F- we just met her, like, maybe, like, 40 minutes ago. Maybe, like, less than 30 or 40 minutes ago. And she's yeah. like, we're already, like, killing her off. Um, she is with her mom at this dinner scene. And this kind of reminded me of something off, like, Goosebumps. You know what I mean? With the kind of like the Holloway was shot and everything. I don't know. Just to me, it reminded me of Goosebumps a little bit. But this is where, you know, the mom's talking about, yeah, we're going to get my daughter into be a pantry and all this stuff. Everybody's laughing. The daughter doesn't want to be there. The mom's like, why are you upset? It's like, well, my freaking friend died. She's like blowing her off and everything. And then this is when Freddie walks in <laughs> and he serves up a uh, dish to everybody. And he grabs Deborah and starts jamming a bunch of food in her mouth. What do you think about this whole death scene there, Allison? I thought that was pretty pretty awesome. Um, yeah, but that's not uh, her name is Greta though. Oh, Greta. I believe. Oh, her name is my Greta, bad. Not Deborah. Yeah, yeah, it's Deborah. Sorry, it's Greta. My bad. 
Yeah, you're right. Greta. Greta was the one anyway. this whole time. Yeah, so she's supposed to be because she's she's going to be the model or or whatever. I, I could, couldn't figure out if her mom was trying to push her to be a model or if she was just like trying to get her to like marry some rich guy. Um, but she's you know she she's like one of those moms that's pushing her daughter to be like super thin and super pretty and super charming and super funny and super likable all the time. Yes. So Freddie like uh, basically makes her eat herself essentially. Yep. And um, I thought the scene where um, Alice kind of like opened the fridge and saw like all the food dying and then had uh, uh, Greta uh, come out and try to grab her to, you know, because remember Alice can kind of go through different dreams and travel through there. Mm -hmm. I thought that scene was really cool how they did that. They're trying to get her to help her. So during this, Alice finds out like, oh crap, my friend's in trouble. And then she goes, rushes down there. And then we find out that, you know, Greta at the table when um, this is happening and the, the, we're still at the table at the diner everybody's having, she she gets up, she chokes, she starts choking, everybody just starts laughing at her. And then she just, boom, falls. So that was fucking kind of weird. In the real world, yeah. So yes, she's like choking world. in the real world and everybody's laughing. Yep. And then she dies. Yep, yep. So during this time too, now that we had two deaths going on this time, uh, Alice is trying to warn uh, Mark and um, Yvonne. Uh, they're in like yes. this kind of like I think they're in like Mark's job or this warehouse or something. And she's and uh, he she breaks the news to Mark and everything. And he's like super upset during this time because he had a really big crush on Greta during this time. And then Yvonne, this this whole Yvonne girl, is just like I'm not hearing any of this shit. You know, what I mean, you're not dragging me into this shit. Um, so this is when we get um, Alice um, to basically kind of warn them so they could do a bit more research on it. Okay, so we have an ultrasound going on this time too. This is when we uh, we kind of see uh, that the that the baby is a boy, and of course Alice is seeing like the baby being all kind of worked on by Freddie. And this is when we find out that um, Freddie is. So when she goes kind of like into the dreamland with this stuff, we find out that Freddie is using the baby is um, using the baby's dreams to to kill everybody he's feeding off it. Like he's using all of his, the baby's dreams and he's, I guess, pumping himself into the baby during this uh, time. Kind of, kind of, yeah. So the way I took it was that he was using the baby's dreams to come into the real world to attack anybody he wanted. And then he, and then when he kills people, he's using that to somehow make the baby like himself. Yes. So he's using the baby's power. This, and and then we see some um, interaction with him too, with the with the Jacob character, uh, the baby, which is obviously the Jacob that we can see in the dreams. He's basically making him be like his friend, like his like a like a mentor. Yes. Exactly. This is the uh, dream child that we talk about in the uh, that they talk about in the title. Mm-hmm. And it's and Jacob is the baby, uh, like a future version of the baby, I guess. Yes. So during this time, um, <clears throat> uh, Mark is starting to come around a little bit on Alice, um, making sure she's not crazy and stuff. And then Yvonne, she just like thinks like this is not this is just crazy. You're just having some. 
you know, bad, you know, flashbacks and all this stuff. Because um, Alice is basically saying, like, hey, this Freddy, he's using my this baby inside of me to harm all of you guys uh, during this time. And then, <clears throat> then, then we have a little weird uh, conversation about Mark and Alice going over abortion uh, with the baby as well. Okay, so and also, too, during this time, after Mark and Alice had their little discussion about if Alice should get rid of the baby or not, Alice takes the stand saying she's not going to get rid of the baby this is when we get to meet dan's parents and this yes. is when we get the whole drama like hey you know we just want to take care of the baby we know you're, you're a teen and stuff we just want to know what's best for the baby and of course alice is standing on her ground you don't know what's best for my baby so we're, we're getting a lot of the uh the the drama going on over here yeah it becomes like an after school special all of a sudden yes pretty much and then dan's parents want to adopt the baby Yes. Yeah, they want to adopt the baby from her. And raise it as their own, as she says. Because they think Alice is crazy. Yeah, and then they said they might actually bring her the court as well, too. So, during this time, after after uh, Allison uh, runs off away from them. So, oh, it, so this is when Alice um, and uh, Mark are going over the backstory of Amanda Kruger. Again. So, yeah, so we go and research Amanda Kruger again. But we found out some new stuff this time. We did. We did. We did. So during this time, so the story was Amanda Kruger, she had Freddie. Uh, she went insane because she had the kid and because it was a, a a bad kid to have. And she hung herself and she died. And that's what the newspaper said. But well, go ahead. wait a minute. So did she so did she go crazy because she had Freddie or did she go crazy because she got raped like a hundred times? Now, I think she, a little bit of both, probably because she got raped a hundred times and the kid was made that way. So she, I think the story was she like, she went mad because that happened and that's why she killed herself. Okay. Right. right. But that's what the stories say. Apparently in this movie, she didn't do that and her body is not, her body was never found. So her soul or her essence is trapped somewhere. Because, oh, yeah, I forgot, because they said the grave is empty. Yes, the grave was empty, because yeah. they brought up that grave from the first movie. Well, what about a grave? And Mark, like, it was empty. <laughs> well, how the <laughs> fuck do you know, motherfucker? Oh, yeah, I was about to say, how does he know that? Yeah. How does he know that? Did he? Maybe he had a Wikipedia in uh, 1989. <laughs> 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 He's like, I read it. I read it on the intranet, man. It told me it was true. All right? <laughs> so there... <laughs> This oh check this one out, John. Have you heard this one before? Alice has an idea to go to sleep, and Mark will watch him. <laughs> See, I wonder how this is gonna end. Yeah, I wonder how this shit's gonna end. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yet again, we're gonna try this thing. And this is didn't she yeah. do this the last time too? I mean, it's not even like it's a different character. <laughs> I know this it's, is. It's yeah. Like, so so again again our plan is I'm gonna go to sleep. Yeah. And you're gonna wake me up. Yes. Before Freddy kills me. Yes, but what happens every time is the guy always falls asleep and they fucking die. <laughs> so our boy Mark yes, it, was it no goes different. Goes on with predictable results. Yes. So Mark, he is reading some comic books, and I don't know what comic book series he was reading because it looked lame. All right. But <laughs> so it's kind of funny because I mean, you know, like comic books is one of those things that I, you know, I know a lot about. Yes. And like all the comic books that were laying all over his floor. We're like common comics from that time. Like, you know, definitely like Marvel comics definitely gave them comics to use. But then the comic that he's reading is like this, like, 
slapped together like they must have made it in like two hours like it's just a slapped together comic that he's reading of for like i don't know i feel like they could have done a better job with that than they did but yes and so during this time too we also get um yvonne she's back swimming Okay. Yep. She's go first. She goes up to the hot tub, which I thought for sure. Like, why the fuck are you going to a hot tub in a fucking horror movie? That's a bad idea. Okay. Well, yeah. Plus, she shows up, right? She shows up at, at late for whatever, whatever she's supposed to be doing, swimming practice or whatever. And then she's like, "Is the pool still open?" And she's like, "Yeah, I think if you go now." Um. So then she shows up, so she'll be by herself, yep. which is like the plot contrivance of this. <laughs> and then she goes to the hot tub for some reason. Yeah. Instead of to swimming practice. So Alice is now at Dragonstone, or AKA Freddy, Amanda Kruger, or the hospital that Freddy was born in. This fucking hospital. Like, I, it, it, it just, for some reason, it just, not, it, I, I get where they were going. They wanted to make it, like, all, like, kind of, like, gothic, creepy and stuff, but it just did not go with this movie tone. <laughs> but, but it uh, looked good, though. It did look cool. Like you're is this a scene where she's walking up the steps? Yeah, but like, okay, so where's this movie supposed to be taking place? Ohio or something? You tell me there's some gothic well, museum in fucking Ohio? Well, we've had this debate since the first week we started the show. Like, yes. So, like, I remember I originally told you that the movie was supposed to take place in Ohio, but there's palm trees everywhere. Yes. And then, um... It's in but Springwood. Now, like it, but, now it, but now it's in Springwood, Ohio. So it's definitely in Ohio. Yeah. But this fucking spring, um, oh, wow, does it have some sort of gothic, huge mansion that we don't fucking know about or something? I mean, it's like a, it's like an ancient, like, um, it's like Arkham Asylum from Batman. It's yeah, like, you know, and the, it's fucking empty? Are you kidding me? Like, this shit, <laughs> there'd be a fucking homeless people having a good old time in there. So. Yeah, like, I thought that, um, I thought that whole, this scene, though, was really beautiful, the way it looked. Uh, it's yeah. one of the few things I actually liked about this movie was that, so, like, I, it, when I first saw it and it showed, like, the asylum or whatever the building i thought it was a miniature like a forced perspective kind of thing yeah where it was like you know a miniature building but then behind it like the clouds were moving which you know that wouldn't have been that hard to do you could have just you know put like i don't know like a mat not like a matte painting but like a painted glass thing behind the miniature um and then but then I was thinking, well, then it shows her walk up the steps. So then she steps on a human actor steps on the steps. Mm-hmm. So now I'm thinking that it is force perception, like force perception. And they're like, it's like a, it's like a, like they matted a fo- like a filmed frame of the miniature. Like they, like they, like they actually made steps, but there was nothing behind it. Yeah. And then she walks up on the steps, and then they insert almost like a like a green screen, but not. But I don't think they use green screen for this. And then they just block it off, and then they add the frame with the the mansion behind it. It also looked like it took forever to get there too. Yeah. It. Yeah. It. it yes. It was like 150 miles away. <laughs> And it, the reason Alice is there too is she's looking for Amanda Graves. Apparently, her body is hidden somewhere in this hospital, and that's why that's what her their whole Mark and Alice uh, assumption was that Amanda Graves is stuck in this secret room that Freddie won't go into in the hospital. Right, which how somehow we figured this out, but yes, yes. So this is also too when we get that character Yvonne, which I think I'm saying her name right, but if I'm not, fuck it. You know, they made this Pretty shit sure up. Pretty sure it's Yvonne. Yeah. Yes, they made this shit up. I can make this shit up too. <laughs> right so she this is they one where she gets could have made up a better plot than this <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, they're, they're shit. They're fucking plot, man. They were writing this shit like how's they go. <laughs> this is exactly. but this is Monday Night Raw, man. They're just making that shit up as they go. Um, yeah, you can't have plot contrivances if you don't have a plot. Yeah, exactly. You just fucking see what happens. So this is when we get her on the diving board, uh, Yvonne, and this is when we. It's a pretty cool scene with the diving board. Um, she falls down. She goes through a big hole right into this like hot tub, uh, uh dang, dungeon room. And that's when uh, Freddy, um, uh, like, you know, grabs her and stuff during this room. Alice pops in. We get a really cool scene of Freddy, like, bringing up um, Yvonne through the, uh, through the water. I thought that was pretty cool. But then uh, Alice comes and attacks him. And then Alice brings uh, Yvonne out of the uh, steaming boiler room. But Freddy won't enter because there's a certain hall and freddy's dreams we won't enter anywhere that's amanda kruger safeguarded he will not enter that lair during that mm. time so we get a clue yes we get a clue of he won't enter certain areas so that's why them uh yvonne and alice are safe for now but during this time our boy mark after he probably rubbed run off to his favorite comic book he's feeling a little tired all right and he might be drifting off a little bit and this is when he gets what I called video droned into the comic book. Yes. And, and now he's in comic book land. Which yep. so this this scene was cool because it was um, it was mostly in black and white, but you could tell like like this scene's like, okay, wh- what can we do to like not spend a lot of money on this scene? Okay, we're gonna get a room, we're gonna put a bunch of um uh we're gonna put a bunch of like stuff that can fall down everywhere. <laughs> Pipes. We're gonna put a bunch of pipes everywhere. So during this time, you know, Freddy's stalking Mark. He's kind of like hitting all these pipes down with his claw hand, and all the pipes eventually fall on Mark. Mark gets up, has his comic book character. What, do you remember the comic book character's name was? No, I was trying to remember that, but yeah. like the the one he created. Yeah, it was some sort of like it turns into his comic character guy, which I didn't catch right. the name, but it was just like <laughs> basically he kind of looked like um, God, what did he look like? He looked like some sort of steampunk, like Punisher, or something Kinda, like that. Yeah, yeah, and then he starts shooting Freddy. Yeah, he starts shooting Freddy and stuff, and we've already seen people try to shoot Freddy with stuff, like we saw our boy Wizard from the fucking third movie trying to shoot him down, we saw our girl Alice from the fucking uh, fourth movie trying to do some Ghostbuster gun on him shooting Freddy just doesn't work nope which actually and it, uh, and it doesn't work here either I just thought of something here, here's another plot hole so, in the fourth movie, the way that we killed Freddy was to show Freddy himself how come Alice did just didn't bring some fucking mirror and show Freddy himself again? Well, I'm going to give you the same answer I always do. You can't have a plot hole if you don't have a plot. Okay. But we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I mean, uh, she's the dream master. Like she controls. Like why doesn't she have more power? Well, more maybe she couldn't bring the mirror in because if she killed Freddy that way, it somehow hurt Jacob. I mean, I, maybe. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not even sure why we're here. Like we're, <laughs> I mean, we're trying to find Amanda's remains. I understand that. Yes. But we don't have. Do we have any reason to believe that Amanda Kruger's body is going to help us at this point? Well, like, why do we think that? I guess if Amanda Kruger's body releases her soul, Freddie's power diminishes. Okay. Or maybe she can help fight 
Freddy and help bring Jacob back to the light. Maybe. Anyway, uh, Freddy turns into some sort of comic book evil villain guy. Yeah. Uh, It's supposed to be one of those, hey, look at Freddy. He's a comic book guy now. So, I thought he looked kind of cool, though. As, like, this big giant guy, and he freaking kills Mark. So, our boy Mark has been torn down. Um... Yep, he cuts Mark up because Mark becomes paper like a comic book and he cuts him up with his glove. Yes, he cuts him to shreds. <laughs> so, uh, this part actually was like a low-key funny part to me. So, when Alice and uh, Yvonne wake up, they, um, they, um, you know, the cops are there and they're, they're <laughs> the cop goes up to him and was like, <laughs> he said, the freaking house, like, there's so many broken codes in here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't under code. I was like, what the fuck does that have to do? That's why he died because the house wasn't under code. <laughs> and then I was like, no, Freddie killed him. He turned into a comic book and shred him up. He's like, no, man, like this fucking house, like it had like freaking codes code. in it. <laughs> Maybe this guy was related to like uh, our boy Mark from the, the <laughs> or our boy Max from the third movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this is when they find out, and then now, 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 Yvonne believes that Freddie is real because Freddie attacked her. So we got that going for us now. So Alice is determined now to find Amanda in the tower. Like uh, Yvonne is, is so. Bas- so Alice gets uh, back from the from her dad. Like her dad's trying to get her uh, come to come back and like you know stay at the house. And right. Yvonne now is on a mission to find more evidence about this Amanda character. So, said so she basically she she Alice gave the task to go find Amanda in the tower to to Yvonne. So this is when um Yvonne she goes up to the the tower. She's in the tower, so she's in there in real life while Alice she sleeps and she goes to Yvonne into the dream. Okay, so this is also too when Alice goes to sleep and. She confronts Freddy, and she's saying, "I was stronger than you, but you had to use Jacob to do all this stuff." So this is when they're taunting each other back and forth. Um, yeah. So this is when she brings Freddy out of out of herself. She like she realizes Freddy's like inside of her. Yes. Yeah. Because Jacob basically realizes, like, told her, like, you know, Freddy was you during those time. This is when we get more of the relationship with Alice and Jacob. I think Alice realizes that Jacob was her son. And he, Jacob, thinks he's just ready. He just has a normal guy. <clears throat> Somebody that's like a, <clears throat> a guy with a funny hat. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then he's basically saying, like, you know, Freddie was inside you this whole time, all this stuff. And then during this time, um, Yvonne is trying to break into the hospital to figure out where Amanda Kruger's soul is resting. And then this is when we get the whole Alice and <clears throat> Freddie going back and forth. Like, she's trying to, like you said, trying to rip Freddie out of her own body, which I thought that was kind of neat. Like, trying to, like, make the whole, um, I guess, you know, the whole angle of getting her out of the, Freddie out of her own body. Um, right. And then this, this is when, uh, eventually Yvonne <clears throat> gets Amanda out there. Her spirit goes away to go help Alice during the fight with Freddie. Uh, this is when, uh, Freddie was trying to, um, convince Jacob to be, you know, one with him. But then Jacob realized, okay, this guy is trying to kill me. I probably shouldn't be one with him. And then next thing we know, Jacob turns into some sort of like 
evil demon Freddy monster. Yep, Jacob's heel turn. He he turned heel kind of, but then he but then somehow Amanda and Alice turned turned Freddy from turned Jacob Freddy from turning, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then right. Jacob spews exactly. like some vomit on Freddy, and then there we go. Well, yeah, but then we have the the ending. Yeah. The ending where Amanda comes back and then she takes, uh, so they, so the baby, the Jacob baby and the Freddie baby separate. Yes. And then they, uh, Amanda Kruger brings, which this is the part I don't really get because I, what I got out of this was that, so, so she, so then they separate and then Alice picks up the regular Jacob baby. Mm-hmm. And then the Freddy baby goes back to Amanda Kruger, goes back inside Amanda Kruger. Yes. And then, like, she turns, like, Alice turns to help Amanda, and Amanda says, uh, she, she tells her to run away or go away or something like that. Yes. And then, she, and so, like, what I took out of that was that she kind of, like, took responsibility for Freddy, but that's kind of shitty because none of this is her fault. She's a victim. She's the first victim in all of this. Yes. So it kind of implies that she's like making amends for this terrible thing that she did, but none of this, none of this is her fault. Yeah. So I, I guess her soul was trying to now, since it captured Freddie, it's trying to lock him away and her into like the deepest, darkest part of the dungeon dream layer. Right. Exactly. So, um, how much you want to bet on whether that works or not? Well, uh. <laughs> Uh, uh, spoiler alert, kind of. Uh, the uh, the next movie, Freddy's Dead, uh, has nothing to do with any of this at all. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're revamping it again, boy. We're revamping it in the nineties. We ain't doing yeah, this shit again. I think it doesn't it jump like ten years in the future or something. I guess. Like, I, think so. I, I was I watching like a little years, bit of it but, just to see yeah. like what's about, but it has like all new characters and everything. They didn't even like tell you how Freddy escaped his mom's wound in dungeon lair again he's just there <laughs> so and this is also do <clears throat> ending scene is basically um alice and his dad hanging out uh, with their baby and they have a picnic and then of course we see the um jump roping girls jump roping girls so and so which means that freddy's not dead freddy is not dead he's there i don't even know how he escaped then maybe a part of him got left behind or something so. I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to think you just can't even kill this guy. Yep, yep. So it's definitely something. Well, we are finally out of dreamland. And boy. Oh, thank God. This never-ending nightmare. We are never doing this again. So, <laughs> we are well, never doing No, we are. Well, okay, we're not never in the, <laughs> the nightmares again. But we are. Eventually, we are going to do a couple series-long reviews again. You know what I mean? Because there's, there's a couple good ones out there. You know what I mean? But this. I don't know. Like, this. I. I don't know, like, the, the the first two were great, and the thir- third one was great, but boy, did this definitely kind of go downhill a little bit. <laughs> uh, a, a little bit, yeah. It went, uh-huh. it went, it went it got pretty bad. Um, I mean, I would say they progressively got worse, but, I yeah. mean, the first one was a good movie. That, it is a good movie. No, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's a good movie. The yeah. second one was surprisingly good. Yeah. The third one was a little bit better again, but then after that, they just kind of went. They just kind of well, shit after that. Yeah, like so, like the the death scenes were cool, and the and the animatronics were cool, and like the the aesthetics were cool, 
but the, the the plot line just didn't like wasn't there. Like you could tell no. too. Like this shit was just written and like written like all kind of like different ways. So definitely, definitely something. Well, everybody, this has been our crazy nightmares over here on the Retro Blood. Do you have any final thoughts on these Freddy movies or this one in particular, Jay Allison? I'm just glad we're out of these and we can go on. Next week, we're going to actually do a good movie. Yes. And it's legitimately good. It's not just like, you know, it's not, uh, I don't know, what do the kids say these days? It's not ironically good. It's actually a good movie. Yes. And I'm pretty excited too because I haven't seen this particular movie we're doing next week because we're doing John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness. So this will be interesting. So when I when you brought up the fact that you'd never seen this, I mean, for one, I was shocked. Because it's a classic. Yes. And but two, it's kind of exciting to, to for me to to do a movie that I've seen that you haven't. Yes. So it should be very fun. Now, yeah, I don't I, unless I'm watching this movie, I might remember some scenes from it. But I'm pretty sure I've never seen this one before. So it should be very very fun. Of course, John Carpenter is one of the best directors of all time, and all time, we'll definitely yeah. be doing a lot of his movies because he had a lot of hits in the '80s. But um, but yeah, I mean, my final find on the Freddies. You know, but definitely fun. You could definitely tell it's an iconic character, but there is a little like, like cheese ballness in some of the films. Like I pretty much prefer like the the first three. I probably say these other two you guys can you know take them where there is. You know, if you just want to see some goofy horror movie stuff, you know, with some random characters doing random things, there you go. But uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean yeah. the first three, he's actually kind of scary and the second two he's basically the star of the show and it, you're yeah. just showing up to see him kill people and say one-liners pretty much well everybody thanks for joining us in these nightmare dreamlands we'll be back next sunday for the retro bread for john carpenter's prince of darkness don't forget to check out the facebook group page where you can find all the extras from this show and all the other shows and check us out uh stitcher Apple, Podbeam, wherever you can find podcasts at. And enjoy this sweet track from our main man, King Diamond. This is Sleepless Nights. Let's rock it out in the 1989 Trans Am, heading up to Nightmare on Elm Street 5.
eternal deal You will attend to the grace You'll give us the house back and keep in mind That we'll only come here at night 